what up folks hey welcome to another fresh episode of the flow up i am your host jerelle simpson and i am a wife mom of three yoga instructor insurance producer entrepreneur and lover of healing modalities i use this space to talk about self and community healing practices and i am so thankful to have you as a listener i just checked my stats recently which i don't normally do but i looked and saw that i just have listeners spread out all over the country even internationally even internationally so um it's just an honor to uh, be able to use this platform just to share things that's on my mind and heart and for it to be received well as well so thank you and i'll probably do another episode and i'll just shout out like all the countries because they're just so random i wouldn't have thought that i had listeners in uk and other places and spaces so thank you um don't forget if you haven't already please rate and review this episode on Apple Podcasts. You can go to Apple Podcasts on your iPhone or if you are a Spotify user and just leave uh, as many stars as you can. (laughs) Five stars uh, is great. Um, But leave me some stars. Leave me a review. Let me know, um, you know, where you're from or how you're enjoying the podcast. Any takeaways that you like to share or if you just want to show some love. I really, really appreciate it and it helps the algorithm of the podcast, quote unquote, because who even knows if algorithm, I'm gonna stop using that word because I heard an article came out that TikTok doesn't even have an algorithm, it's actual employees. So I'm gonna stop using that. I got to figure out something else to say, but it does boost the podcast and it makes it visible to other listeners. So I would very much appreciate that. This episode of The Flow Up is actually a little different from any episode I have ever recorded, but I definitely feel like it will be the most important episode that I ever record. So I hope that you are able to join me in the call to actions that will be at the end of this episode, as well as the show notes to help our dear sister Diamonds Ford and her husband Anthony Gant in their fight for justice. Diamonds Ford is in Florida fighting to clear her name after she shot a police officer she suspected to be an intruder after he didn't immediately identify himself while serving a warrant at her home. On September 28th, Diamonds Ford and Anthony Gantz were abruptly awakened from their sleep upon hearing shattering glass from the bedroom window. Diamonds couldn't see anyone and heard no law enforcement announcement. In fear for her life, she fired shots at who she believed to be an unlawful intruder. Once shots were fired, they fled to the bathroom for sanctuary, where Diamonds 4 called 911 seeking the aid of JSO, which is the Jackson Sheriff's Office, from the perceived home intruder. She, one, genuinely was afraid for her life. Two, once JSO announces themselves and she hears them, she is obviously and genuinely astonished. Now, Diamonds Ford and Anthony Gant are being charged with attempted murder in the second degree of a law enforcement officer, discharge firearm, and possession with intent to sell or manufacture cannabis while armed, and is facing life in prison with no parole. 
while the 911 call presented by Ford's attorney, Stephen Kelly, proves that she didn't know it was an officer, they still await trial in hopes that the charges are dropped. According to the arrest report, there were nearly 30 DEA and SWAT officers that were at their home, and yet not one had on a body camera while executing this no-knock warrant. With these types of high-risk warrants, too often end up one of two ways, losing their life like Breonna Taylor or like Diamonds Ford facing life in prison. Now, that was a blurb that you can find on the Call to Action organizing page over on Instagram at Justice for Diamonds and Anthony. I'll definitely pin that in the show notes. Um, but I want to just speak on things that jumped out for me when I first read about this case. Um, the, the main thing is the 911 call. So I want to play it. It's definitely a trigger warning for anyone um, who may have anxiety about 911 calls and, and um, fear and things like that. You uh, may want to skip the next two minutes. But I do want to play the 911 call because it literally shows how afraid Diamond and her husband Anthony were. You can hear it in her voice how afraid she was she was asking the dispatcher to uh, hurry up and 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 get there and save them and then you can actually hear once they realize that it actually is the jackson sheriff's office or it's the dea she was totally caught off guard so i'm gonna let you listen and um we'll pick it back up jackson 911 what's the address of your emergency <laughs> So even though that was really hard to listen to, um, I feel like it definitely proves um, both Diamonds and Anthony's innocence because they didn't know that they were uh, shooting at police. They felt that they were protecting their home, which they have every single right to do. Um, another thing to bring up is that the officer was not harmed, um, that it's important to know that he was thankfully uh, protected by his uh, his bulletproof vest. 
another thing that was kind of crazy about this case is that no knock warrants actually are banned in Florida. It was it was from the spark of Brianna's Taylor death with the no knock warrant and then other states start picking it up and banning it. But then it gets tricky because a high risk warrant can still be issued. And if there are certain contingencies that are met, then it can classify as a high risk warrant. But in my opinion, it's still a no knock warrant and it's still putting everybody's lives in danger. Now, the last thing I want to mention about this story is the works of Danielle Shanzez. She's a community organizer and she got wind of this case in December, I believe, of 2020. And she contacted Mrs. Ford's cousin, Charles Thomas, who was running the Justin for Diamonds Forest Facebook page. And through organizing and networking organizations like the Dignity Power, the National Bail Fund Network, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, Black Lives Matter, Louisville, she was able to raise over $530,000 to get Miss Ford out of jail in February. And she was also able to raise another $350,000 for Anthony Gant. And he returned home early in April. I just thought that was amazing. And I wanted to know more. So I did reach out to Danielle over on Instagram. And she responded right away. She was very kind, very sweet, very welcoming, uh, very knowledgeable, um, has a, a strong background and history in this fight and in what she stands for. Um, so I was honored to be able to just have a little bit of her time and talk about this case. And what this case really opened my eyes to, and Danielle spoke on this as well, is how we fight for victims after they have passed unfortunately and after tragedy has happened and they lose their lives and then we're able to get together and ban and support and make new changes but there is another side to women or anyone who is fighting for their lives and who was a victim however they're still alive they are not dead but they still need our support in spreading awareness of their story so that was something that was huge. And Danielle talks about that a lot. So uh, without further ado, here's the episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes. That's so important. There's a lot of call to actions that is over on the Instagram page of Diamonds Ford. I will link it again in the show notes. I can't say that enough, but it literally gives you word by word of what to say. If you're not used to calling and doing things like this, it tells you what to say, who to call, what emails to send, what you can do, how you can support what petitions to sign where you can donate so much resources and how you can help spread awareness for diamonds ford and anthony gant so um, without further ado here's the episode please uh find a way to help with the call to action and i will see you guys next week on the next episode of the flow up So I feel like I've always been an activist in my heart, like, you know, uh, and, you know, one thing I always tell people is like, I'm an activist, I'm an organizer, and I'm an advocate. And people sometimes don't necessarily recognize the difference between those three things, but they all are very different. Yeah. Um, you know, advocacy for me is like, you know, me standing up, trying to influence policy. That's when I'm going to court with people, trying to speak out against, you know, incarceration, going to city commission meetings, you know, organizing is like the people power, the building that we're doing.
doing, you know, around campaigns, building campaigns to influence certain things. And then, you know, activism is kind of like that nice, fun, flashy stuff you see out in the streets and standing up and being, you know, crazy or whatever. Wow. Um, but, you know, Danny the activist is catchy. So, yeah, I was like definitely like a born community organizer and activist and stuff. And then I used to do environmental work. I was like really big into environmental work. I worked for an environmental nonprofit. But even when I did environmental work, I think a lot of people love like environment because they care about like the trees and the animals. But I always cared more about human aspect of stuff. Like I love mm. people. Um, I remember probably the most impactful piece I ever read about climate change was talking about how climate change is creating a new wave of child brides. Which most mm. people will be like, how could climate change Right. Child brides. It was an article in The Guardian that was talking about how climate change was creating such arid uh, arid conditions in the Middle East and such that like once fertile farming ground was no longer fertile. And so like these farmers could not grow and produce. And so mm. they couldn't sell their crops. So instead, they're like selling off their daughters to make money. Like it was crazy. Right. So I always cared about people. And then um, in 2018, a friend of mine had uh, contacted me about doing some voting work. Um, and that's actually my full-time job outside of my activism as I work for the Florida Immigrant Coalition and our civic engagement team. And then I started dating somebody that I met while doing voter registration stuff. And then he caught a case with his crazy behind. And I was so frustrated that nobody was willing to help him. Like their only mm. solution was well, he's going to prison. And I was like, what? How could that be the answer? And so me fighting for him, even though we're no longer together anymore, like really put me on this path of like, you know, I feel like because like I said, I've always been an activist at heart. Like I see something that's wrong and I'm like, what? This is outrageous. We need to yeah. Yeah, and it just put me on that path where, like, like I said, even though him and I are not together at this point, I've definitely helped probably twenty or thirty people, like just helping wow. them through their case and such. And I stay in touch wow. with a lot of families. You know, I get JPAs regularly from people I've, you know, worked with who've gone off to prison. I run into families around town that I've worked with. You know, people who have come home. So that kind of mm. just in terms of how I got down this path of doing this criminal justice work. If you could, in so many words, just kind of summarize what happened or what are specifically um, the details of the case. So Diamonds was asleep at her home on September 28th, 2020. She's asleep in her home. She had been at a funeral the evening before. Mm. Um, so she was up late grieving. I don't think she even went to bed till about three, four in the morning. She's asleep peacefully in her home. Um, she lives in uh, the North part of Jacksonville and, um, you know, she's minding her business. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you were minding your business. Yes. She's at home. She's asleep. Not even minding her business. Yeah. She's asleep yes. in her house. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, Diamonds would be the first one to admit she didn't live in the best part of town. Uh, you know, it's a part of town that had some crime um, where there had been some robberies and stuff lately. Yeah. So when she wakes up in the morning, the first thing she hears is the sound of her window shattering. All right. That's what she wakes up to. She doesn't hear anything else. She hears her window shattering and she freaks out. I mean, think about if you're asleep peacefully in your bed and you hear yeah, your window yeah. break. What, what's yes. the first thing that comes to your yeah, mind? Yeah. Somebody's breaking, breaking in. Breaking I got to protect in. myself. I got to exactly. protect my family. Yes. At the time, uh, Diamond's daughter was 12 years old. And even though yeah. she was at home, you're still thinking about that this is your castle. You got to protect yourself. Absolutely. So, she was asleep in bed with her um, fiance at the time. His name is Anthony Gant. And, you know, they both got down, I think, on the floor because they're scared what's going on. Um, and 
Diamonds gets her gun and she starts shooting out the window towards these intruders, a window that's broken. She starts shooting. These yeah. intruders <clears throat> shoot back at her. So when you think about the circumstances, she could have died. I mean, she could have yes. been hit by a bullet. Um, now, this is in their master bedroom. This is this in, in the, their bedroom. Yes. So it's, wow. Right? Wow. So they're scared for their lives. Um, you know, they're shooting back at them. Diamonds and Anthony run to the bathroom to barricade themselves and they call 911. I mean, you think about how often people like, you know, they love to make excuses about, oh, like, you know, people deserved it, this, this, and that. Why didn't you call the police? You can't say that in this case. That yeah. did call the police. Yeah. There's actual yeah. audio recording of her. Yes. Um, I don't know if you found it. It's the yes, I heard it. Yes, yes. I so heard it. You, you hear her um her her call on nine one one and I mean she sounds whispering. Terrified. Yeah, she's, she's talking say, low. She's whispering. She's going send somebody to shoot, and you can hear her say in the background, "We're gonna die." I mean, she is scared for her life. While she's on the phone with the nine one one operator, you know she keeps going, "Send somebody, send somebody to shoot." I mean, she's terrified. Um, she all of a sudden hears the police announcement. Yeah. She you can hear the shock in her voice wait, whoa, 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 that's JSO out there. JSO meaning the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. Um, this, again, is somebody who lives so within the law, and she's so confused by what it happens that you hear on the audio recording. She, when she realizes JSO, she goes to surrender herself, and she goes, whoa, 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 y'all have the wrong house. You're at the wrong yes. house. I mean, that's yes. how assured she was. You guys yeah. are in the wrong place. Um but JSO says, yeah. no, we're not. They're still shooting. You could hear her going like, whoa, whoa, because they're still shooting when she's trying to do that. Oh, my gosh. She has her hands up, and they take her and Anthony into custody, and they charge them with attempted murder of a law enforcement officer because of the shots that Diamonds fired. Now, this is outrageous to begin with, but when you take a few other things into account, you take into account, you know, this is six months off the back of Breonna Taylor. That yes. 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 Home. Yes. In her bed, minding her own business, the police come in on a no-knock warrant and start shooting and shot her dead while she was asleep. Her boyfriend at the time, Kenneth Walker, is also shooting back because they don't know it's the police, and you and they tried to charge him. Exactly, and they tried to charge him, and they incarcerated him until finally a judge permanently dismissed his case. So you look at the precedent that's been set and you look at Diamonds Ford and Anthony Gant's case. And to tell you the truth, the only difference to me is Diamonds survived. The difference between Breonna Taylor and Diamonds Ford is Oof. Diamonds survived. And yet she's still fighting for her life in a different way. But she's fighting for her life because with this charge, it's punishable by life. And the state refuses to drop the charges. And so she is facing life in prison without the possibility of parole. She's facing that every day that she spends with her child could be, you know, her last day, you know, seeing her without being behind bars. They set Diamond's bail at $535,006. So from September 28th, 2020, until she was bailed out, she was in jail 
when Diamonds first got arrested, they had her on 23 ones, which means she was locked up 23 hours a day, seven days a week, was able to be out for one hour. This is somebody who's never been in trouble before. Let's think about logic here. Do people who are loving mothers who take care of the children, never been in trouble, just wake up one day and say, you know what? I'm going to be a cop killer today. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't make sense. If you try to shoot at a police, why would you go to the bathroom and call the police to help you? Right. It doesn't make sense. And yet the state is intent on prosecuting this case and making diamonds pay for this. Um, and Anthony as well. And so that's, you know, pretty much the basic facts of the okay, case yeah. there. You guys have yeah. it. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, like I said, it's just like Breonna Taylor. You're looking at, you're in the state of Florida. Florida is the stand your ground state. Other interesting thing about Florida, um, when stuff came out behind Breonna Taylor, you know, there was a big um, rally to end no-knock warrants. Right. Well, in the state of Florida, Florida is one of two states that has already outlawed no-knock warrants, Florida and Oregon. And so you look at the state of Florida, we already don't have no-knock warrants. And so the only time you can really execute a no-knock warrant in the state of Florida is if there are exigent circumstances. Right. They believe evidence is going to be compromised if they knock this, this, and that. So why do we have a no-knock warrant being executed? There's right. a little bit of discrepancy here where, you know, Diamond's thing, the first thing I heard was the window shattering and the police want to allege that they did make announcements before they came in. They're trying to say that they made these announcements outside, but then you have to ask yourself questions. There was 31 officers on scene. You had Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. You had DEA. You had SWAT. And not one body camera present to confirm that these Any of what you're saying exactly if you're going to do a knock knock a no knock warrant or a high arrest warrant whatever you want to call it why wouldn't you have yourself protected by having a body camera exactly. i couldn't believe that when i read that i appreciate how fired up you're getting because i hope everybody listening to this is going I'm, fired up. that's I'm what i yeah going, uh -uh, yes. what? That's not right. what y'all talking crazy how, what Everybody should be confused yes. because that's how yes. outrageous this case is. That it's is outrageous. shameful. That di it's shameful. That's a great word. It's shameful and it's outrageous that Diamond is fighting for her life every single day. Somebody yes. who all she did was go home and go to bed just like she's supposed to. And again, bringing it back to Breonna Taylor. All she did was go home and go to bed and she's no longer here with us. And we rallied behind Breonna Taylor, Right. But we need to rally behind Diamonds Ford too. Absolutely. Like we talked 100%. earlier, we cannot only rally behind our community members when they're dead and hashtag. It's 100%. tragedy, but it, both situations are tragic. And the difference between what happened between with Breonna Taylor and what happened with Diamonds Ford is, um, and I hope this doesn't come off wrong, but we could still help Diamonds is really what exactly. I'm trying to say. And it yeah. was too late for Brianna. And I wish we could fight for her the same way we can fight for Diamonds. But there's opportunity with Diamonds because we can put an end to this. If we rally the way we rally behind George Floyd, the way there was uprisings across not just this country, but across the world, and we rally behind Diamonds, I bet you the state would drop this case. Yes. I bet mm. you it's in the trash. Mm. It's up to us to come together and stand by our sister. There's so many things um, that really kind of stood out to me with this case. One thing to note is that the officer is alive, um, that, you know, um, he thankfully his ballistic vest was able to protect his life. And um, 
it's reported, it seems like he went back to work like in the next couple of weeks or mm-hmm. so like he went, he was able to return to work. So there were no um, serious injuries. Let's go back just a little bit. I just want to know a little bit about Diamond's background. Like what was some of her ambitions? I know I see that she had like almost like a beautypreneur business with lashes and like being an entrepreneur. Um, I also saw reports of her doing pharmaceutical work. So I just want to know like what is you know, what's her background and what was she passionate about before this case? Yeah. So Diamonds, man, I just have to tell y'all, I love Diamonds. She is like one of my favorite people in the whole world. I remember Mm -hmm. when I first started working on this case and I was just like feeling so much for her and I wrote her a postcard and I sent her my phone number. And I remember the first time she called me and how excited I was. Like I remember waiting out the jail for her to get, um, you know, released and like what a special moment that was because it happened right after my birthday. My birthday's coming up um, in just less than two weeks now. And Diamond, you know, was released I think four days after my birthday. So it was like very special to me. and to do something so big uh, for her. But yeah, she is like a really amazing person. She is, like you said, like a beautypreneur type person. She has her own business called Dime Serenity where she does lashes for people. She loves to do lashes. And so she wants to make you look real pretty, get you um, looking good. You know, when you go out, you want to put on those lashes, make sure you're looking real nice. Period. Dime Serenity is your girl. Okay, yes, I love it. I love it. That's beautiful. And you mentioned um, just the day there after I could have just imagined the uh, flood of emotions that were going through you um, when you were uh, there, when she was released. Um, And I know one of the first things she talked about is just getting back to her daughter, like, um, and and spending time with her daughter. Like, can you tell me like their relationship? Like, it's obviously a very strong bond there. Yeah. So Diamonds had her daughter when she was really young. I believe Diamonds was, I think, 16 when she had her daughter. Mm-hmm. And um, Diamonds and her daughter are two peas in a pod. <laughs> like, <laughs> they are so close. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be the other thing. Like, even more special than being there when Diamonds was released, um, Diamonds' daughter didn't know her mom was coming home. Um, she just she didn't know her mom was coming home. And you have to think about it. Um, Anthony, too, is like a father to Diamond's daughter. So you went basically one day having your parents and the next day you have no parents, you know, and they're locked up and you know how kids at school can be and they talking and this, this and that. Wow. I remember talking with Diamond's on the phone while she was still incarcerated before we had that bail money up. And, you know, she was telling me how Diamond's went from, or um, how her daughter went from, you know, having A's in schools to, you know, really struggling in school and, you know, kind of failing a little bit. And, you know, you just think about the emotional toll that took on a 12-year-old to right. have their be ripped away from them. And I always tell people incarceration is family separation. You know, you're not just yes. punishing the individual. You're punishing their whole family. You're punishing yes. everybody who loves them. Um, and another thing just to bring up in general is that people are innocent until proven guilty. And a lot of Period. people forget that. People want to say, yes. oh, lock them up, this, 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 and that. But Diamonds, to this day, Diamonds is innocent. Yes. She's innocent, innocent, innocent. And she has not been proven guilty. And I have faith that she will never be proven guilty because I know what happened. And I know what yes. this yes. yes. Um, but yeah, so... Diamond's yeah. daughter, I'm being very cognizant not to say her name because she's a yeah, minor. Of course. And stuff. Yeah. Um, but she didn't know Diamonds was coming home. And so it was a big surprise. And um, we had gotten an Airbnb for when Diamonds came home and stuff. And we were hanging out at the Airbnb and they had Diamonds 
daughter pull up like um some family members had been taking care of her and so they pulled up diamond's daughter was in the car and diamonds was hiding in another car because we'd all pulled up at the same time at the airbnb and diamonds walked up to the car and opened the door and her daughter just broke down crying like i've just never seen something so emotional she just broke down crying and collapsed into her mom's arms and just crying and holding her mom and she was just (laughs) she couldn't believe it it was yeah i could imagine it was so beautiful and so special. I still had a video in my phone from when it happened. It was like such a beautiful yeah. And I have to say just on top of that, you know, Diamonds came home first, but we were able to bail out um, her fiance, Anthony, yes, yeah, two yeah. months later. And it yeah. was the same thing. Uh, her daughter, mm. Anthony, was coming home. It was another surprise. And she was the same thing. She started bust out crying. And if you know Diamond's daughter, like she's kind of like a tough cookie. Like she's yeah. serious and stuff. Like uh, she's real, like, yeah, she's real tough. She's a soldier. So to see her like yeah. emotional like that was so special. You just mentioned about uh, raising close to $800,000. What was that like? It seemed like, you know, in in kind of like a short amount of time, like, can you just tell a little bit about what that was like, uh, raising that kind of money? So I live in Gainesville. Gainesville's not too far off from Jacksonville. So you kind of pick up some of the local news from Jacksonville. It's like a bigger place. So I want to say sometime in like early December, somebody um, that I know shared on Facebook like just like a local news article and you know if you look it up if you look at like first coast news or whatever it's like woman shoots police officer really bad but I remember clicking on it and reading it and just like even just with those facts that were in that like crappy (laughs) local news story being like this is crazy yeah you were able to see it right away high profile case like I can't believe other people haven't heard about it yes and that yeah. So I'm connected with a few national networks and I have um, some friends that they have this organization called Fight Toxic Prisons. And I don't know, I got a text one day and it was like, do you want to hop on an FTP work party? You know, because people are kind of nationally and, you know, it's COVID. We're all working from home. It's kind of mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let's all just hop on Zoom and be working and hanging out. Yeah. So I was like, sure. You know, people are working, chit chattering. And I was like... Have y'all heard about this case about Diamond Sword? And then um, they're like, no. And so I like start, I pull up the article, I start telling them about it. I'm like, this should be a big deal. Like we should organize around this and stuff. And people are like, all right, go ahead, Danielle. And I was like, oh, me. Okay. (laughs) Um, At that point, I just was like, okay. um, Well, first thing I need to do is get in touch with the family. And so I'm just like, being a, a detective, like Googling mm-hmm. her, right, to Google, right. who, who are you? Who's your mom? Who's your people? Let me try to find phone numbers. I finally found a Facebook page called Free Diamonds Ford. And um, it only had like six likes at the time, to be honest. Um, but I sent a message. I was like, hi, my name's Danielle, blah, 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 blah. Gave my phone number. Her cousin Charles called me and we talked on the phone And I was just telling him about the work that I do and how I want to organize around diamonds and bring her home. Like, I think we could bring her home, this, this, and that. So we talked. He was like, yeah. And I want to just say how special this was because the day that I talked to Charles, that was January 5th, right? Mm -hmm. We bailed diamonds out February 5th. So it took 30 days from when we started this to just bring her home. And so basically I got connected with Charles um, you know, was like, okay, 
we're going to do this. I just hit up some contacts I had was like, hey, um, have y'all heard about this case? I want to do some organizing. I'm going to have a Zoom meeting. I had people from BLM Louisville. They built my people right there. Um, like I said, my people from FTP. I had people out in uh, Pennsylvania helping me that I was on like another national group chat with. A bunch of people came together and we just started talking um, through these chats. We got connected with the National Bail Fund Network. National Bail Fund Network, I'll never forget the day they called me. They kind of heard about the case. I had a, a call with their executive director. She was like, okay, we can give you $250,000 towards her bond. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like, what? A quarter million dollars? Like, I've never even heard of so much money. <laughs> also, at the time, I was getting connected with a, um, a Florida-based organization called Dignity Power. Um, my friend Trey Rock is the badass executive director of Dignity Power. And so working with Trey so that we can get this money, uh, the Minnesota Freedom Fund kicked in the rest of the money for diamonds. And so we got her out and then, um, you know, kind of building off that momentum, Trey reached out to the national bailout, national bailout, put up the money for Anthony. So that's how we got that near $900,000. Um, it was like a whirlwind and stuff, but, you know, also being appreciative that a lot of that money that national bail fund network had that um minnesota freedom fund had national bailout they all do great work year round but yeah, yeah. this is also coming off the backs of like 40 million dollars being raised post george yes. floyd and stuff and Oof. so um you know that movement really helped propel what Oof. we were able to do for diamonds wow and i definitely need to like shout that out and stuff so um that was it like that's said, super powerful know, february 5th uh, Anthony, I think, came home like April 6th, April 8th. I don't know. He came home early April as well. So mm -hmm. um, it's just been the two of them home, but still fighting. So you were asking about like, what can people do for diamonds, yeah. right? Some big things. There's a change.org petition that's been circulating for quite some time. It's always a good idea to sign that change.org petition. Yep. The other really big main thing is harass Melissa Nelson. I'm talking about straight up harass her. That is the state attorney of the fourth judicial circuit that is prosecuting Diamonds and Anthony. Y'all need to be calling her office up every day. Y'all need to be calling them up. You need to be sending emails to her and the main prosecutor on the case. His name is Chris. I don't never know how to say his last name. Hubin, Hubbin, mm -hmm. however yeah. the hell you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, you need to be sending him emails and tell them drop the charges. They need yes. to drop these charges. We need to apply that pressure and they need to see that we will not stand silently while they try to prosecute um, Diamonds and Anthony. It's not right. It's not okay. Um, and we're watching. We're watching 100%. And don't forget that I'll be attaching the show notes. So if you don't know what to say, you don't know the number to call, it's already laid out. The Justice for Diamonds uh, uh, organization has already beautifully laid out everything that you can have in all the social media tags and everything readily available. So I'll attach that link so that you'll know exactly where to go and what to say. Um, yes. I was going to say, make sure you follow Justin yeah. and Anthony on Instagram, on Facebook, on Instagram. There's definitely prompts on there so you can see who to call the phone numbers. There's a little script for if you do a phone call, if you want to send an email. Um, and I'll also just even shout myself out to say like Danny the Activist, that is my yes. Instagram tag. Not because I'm trying to get clout, but if you ever have yeah. questions, you know, sometimes people get nervous. They've never done this before, made a phone call for somebody, sent an email feel free to reach out to me. I'm very yeah. available, very reachable. Um, I'm sure Jarrell could tell you that. 
it was so quick I was like wow and it it I was just like yes you know it was it was it was very awesome so yep very approachable Thank you again for listening through today's episode of the Flow Up Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast if you enjoyed it. I appreciate it so much. Follow me on all platforms at the Flow Up over on Instagram. You can also go to the website www.theflowup.com to hear other past episodes, blogs, videos, and uh, ways to connect with me further. See you next Monday. Peace.